Welcome to Banana Peel Boulevard, the podcast where we take the fall so you don't have to. Now, here's the adult in the room, Becky Harnden, and national award-winning columnist and author, Gary Jordan. Thanks so much, Michelle. How you doing, Gary? I'm glad we thanked Michelle. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> want to not thank Michelle. I mean, she's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, you got to admit. We, let's talk about Michelle for a minute. Because, you know, they everybody hears her voice at the beginning. And, and she deserves credit because her does. voice is great. So Michelle Falanga is um, an Emmy-nominated, hopefully soon Emmy-winning uh, uh, voice talent out of uh, Boston. And we worked together. Uh, in fact, our producer, Josh, and Michelle and I worked together on a whole bunch of things. And she has this remarkable voice. And, you know, it's funny. When you're a voice talent, you're... You'll be. She's on national spots, and you hear her, but you know you you just hear whatever it is she's doing. She's also she's characters on uh, video games. I mean, she's uh, uh, just into a lot of cool things. I just feel like saying thanks, Michelle, anytime yeah. I hear her voice. <laughs> so <laughs> it could be for cotton balls. <laughs> and she's thinking about starting a podcast, which is just a classic. Uh, Michelle used to be much heavier than she is now, and she's lost over 100 pounds. Wow. And the podcast, she's very open about it, very expressive about it, and the podcast she wants to start about um, about image and how we see ourselves and what we value and what we don't and those kind of so things. Timely. Or what we should. The podcast name that she's come up with is Conversations With My Fat. <laughs> Which I think is just, I think it's just fabulous. That I'm she's in already. I'm a yeah. subscriber. Yeah, <laughs> just she's count wonderful. Me in. Anyway, uh, Michelle, we one day maybe we'll get you in the studio. But until then, until so, then, thanks, until Michelle. Until then, <laughs> well, it's the way you say it. It's so thankful. <laughs> well, I'm just grateful. <laughs> uh, so, on this episode, uh, we're talking about a chapter I wrote called catfishing. Adventures gone wrong. Yeah, well, that's probably the best way to describe <laughs> it because it was it was truly horrible. But but really, the the basis of it was this the age old need for fathers and sons to have some type of bonding time together that is you know natural time, and it historically goes with taking and teaching your son how to fish. Which would assume you already know how and to fish. And I understand the sexist nature of this. And I look, if if I had daughters, it would be teaching my daughter to fish. I get it. I didn't have daughters. <laughs> I had sons. So this is about teaching my son to fish. <clears throat> the problem is I don't. I'm not good at it. So it was a misadventure. We're going to learn about that. <laughs> yeah, it was. But, but the idea of having... Uh, mother-daughter, father-son, father-daughter, mother-son, whatever the combination is, time. I mean, I've seen you and Maddie just go on adventures. We we adventure a lot. But the funny thing is, this brought up to me one of the recurring chapters of our life, which has been the Christmas tree selection. And I could probably write a book with as many chapters as Driving the Road of Life with a Flat Tire. <laughs> about our Christmas tree blunders. But, you know, I mean, there was the one year that we got a 21-foot tree to go up the center of our winding staircase in our house down in Fort Lauderdale when she was little. And um, we had also adopted a cat. 
uh, at the same time. And little did I know this wild cat was going to be really attracted to the tree. And so the cat would jump from the staircase into the tree. <laughs> I can and see so this happening. <laughs> one night, I heard a horrible crash and I thought someone had broken in. And it really was just the cat knocking over the 21-foot Christmas tree and shattering all the ornaments. Oh, it shattered it. Right, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there was that. There was the... The the uh, fifteen foot tree that I got stuck underneath, and um, <laughs> Maddie had to call nine one one. There was that. We have um, so yeah. These are our misadventures that we just continue. But to the idea of you two doing something together outside Always. your normal routine is a big deal. Whether or not we're equipped to do it, <laughs> or whether it ends successfully, and, that's not a measure and, of and, of the uh, goodness of the outing. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm still trying to get a mental image of why you would buy a tree to go up a spiral staircase. But uh, I can't even get. <laughs> I, it's hard to even wrap my arms around the there. visual of. Okay, but I mean that that was a plan doomed for failure. It, I'm not saying that these things are well thought out. So I realized recently I got a chance with uh, my six-year-old grandson, Luke. Um, we we went golfing together, and he and I rode in a cart for the entire round. Luke is learning to play golf. And we – it was this – it was everything I would have wanted in a fishing trip. But – because all the bonding I wanted, I get it. I saw I, it, it happened. But I'm, it, I failed to do that with Jackson, my son, uh, as, as much as I wanted that to work. And it resulted in, uh, I mean, an animal advocate would not be happy with what occurred. Hmm. It's called catfishing for a reason. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, this didn't work out. So uh, let's get to it, okay? All right, this is uh, catfishing. The kitten was thrashing so much I couldn't get a grip. My son was screaming, We killed the kitty! It was not a good fishing trip. I really wanted to be a fisherman. Fishing seems so serene. Facebook is filled with people proudly holding their catch. 60-pound kids holding 65-pound groupers and women cuddling mackerels like slimy babies. It never locked in for me. I've come to accept the fact that I'm an excellent fish cooker, but impatient and unskilled as a fish catcher. My dad didn't fish. We bonded over smoked salmon on our bagels. But somehow my lack of interest didn't stop me from feeling an obligation to do the father-son fishing thing. Fathers and sons dipping a line was a Norman Rockwell rite of passage, so I was determined to have that iconic moment with my son. We were going to fish, no matter how much it hurt. My son and I were going to cast our hopes and dreams into the great wet void. We were going to talk about girls, the cubs, and all things men. We were going to dangle our feet over the end of the dock and share a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. The fact that my son Jackson was three years old didn't diminish my enthusiasm for conversation. It did, however, slightly alter the subject matter. It was a bright Saturday morning when I decided this would be the day we bonded over bass. The dangling and the sandwich sharing were going to happen. We lived in a small but quaint little neighborhood on the east side of Tallahassee called Twin Lakes. 
I surmised that there had to be at least one fish in those lakes, because actually the lakes were two big stormwater ponds, but no one was going to buy a home in a place called Twin Stormwater Ponds. (laughs) (laughs) I ran to Walmart and picked up two Ronco fishing sets. Everything was in one package, a rod and a reel with fishing line already attached and a couple of hooks. There was even a little instruction book with a picture of a dad and a kid. It was perfect. I realized when we were ready to go that I had forgotten to get bait. <laughs> really was, so, sorry, <laughs> really? but that was, yeah, I know, that was just as stupid as I could be, but I was so excited about the rest of it. I had failed to pick up an Uncle Josh pork frog or even a Rapala hula hooper. I, I want to do that right because those are actual things. <laughs> Wait, don't, you do, do not edit this, Josh. This. Josh, do this not so edit much. this. I, this is, this... This is our attempt at journalistic accuracy <laughs> because it is not a hooper, it's a popper. So uh, hula, I'm going to read the, popper. Yes, I'm going to read that one again. <laughs> I had failed to pick up an Uncle Josh pork frog or even a Rapala hula popper. And I wrote, I just Googled those fishing names to give real fishermen a reason to keep reading. All I had in the fridge was salami. And I remember thinking, who doesn't like salami? We hit the dock and I began to tie the hooks to the line. First mine, I got it set up and put a chunk of salami on the hook and moved to set up Jackson's rig. It was then that I heard a shriek behind me so shrill that the written word can't do it justice. I spun around to see that a kitten had wandered onto the dock and had taken the salami bait. I had caught a kitten. (laughs) (laughs) Now this just gets more horrible. Even I knew the fishing rule for kittens was catch and release. I quickly realized the option for removing a hook from a kitten's mouth were limited. It would be easier to try and grab a marble in a blender. The kitten took off, dragging the pole behind. In hot pursuit, I realized that if I grabbed the pole, I would set the hook deeper. A good strategy if you were kitten fishing, but not so good when you're trying to save face in front of your three-year-old. So I ran past the pole and leaped for the catch of the day. The actual hook removal plan for a freaked out cat is similar to the classic wrestling six rats in a wool sweater process. Basically, you just keep swinging until it's mercifully over. It was a blur of paws and claws and salami, all to the tune of Jackson screaming, we killed the kitty. When the fur settled, I just lay there for a moment, confirming that I still had both ears. The kitty ran away, but we were now blood brothers. When I opened my eyes... Jackson was standing over me, asking innocently if we were done fishing. (laughs) I can still see his face. Uh, Yeah, was my reply. That was the day I made a decision to bond over baseball instead of fishing. The odds of swinging a bat and not hitting a kitten seemed better. (laughs) Jackson and I haven't fished since that fateful day on the docks, but we've played a lot of catch. And we've talked about girls and the cubs and all things men. But to this day, I still can't eat catfish. And that is catfishing. (laughs) I love that one. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode and get out there and do something adventurous. It may not end well, but hey, you're going to have a great story. See you next time on Banana Peel Boulevard.